ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Soulful MBA podcast. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everybody. And today we're going to talk all about networking. And I have sort of a weird association with networking because I always have thought about kind of people in ill-fitting suits and strange rules that that don't apply to me <laughs> but then uncomfortable I met, cocktail parties yeah yeah and then I met Sandy and I have a totally different association with it except for we were just like searching the internet for popular <laughs> resources on networking and it reinforced all of my old stereotypes <laughs> so I think we need to like we redefine what networking means which is what we're going to try to do in this podcast that's right so so some of you may already know this and some of you probably don't but that Sandy actually has another software company that she started Started. At the same time that I started Namastream and before she came on board, she was she was building this other engine that's still going and it's called Connectable and it's in the networking space. And so Sandy is actually like a legitimate expert on networking. I feel like a lot of our podcasts are just like us riffing off topics that we care about, but not necessarily have expertise <laughs> in. And this is one where I feel like we have some domain expertise. So that's kind of exciting. And I think it's also super relevant because if you're like me and you have felt turned off by networking because of these stereotypical examples of people in ill-fitting suits and business attire, then then you get to learn alongside me with, with what Sandy has to teach us today. So Sandy, tell us all about what you're going to teach us on, in this networking episode. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I think I want to start, I really do want to break down that negative connotation that people have. And I think that we all do it, many of us do it kind of instinctively, but don't recognize it as networking. And we tend to leave that for the more organized groups or the corporations or the, you know, the bank presidents, that kind of stuff. But really any of us trying to succeed in business, whether it's in person or online, you need to have a strong network behind you or it will fail, period. And there's there's no way around that. So I think it's really important just to recognize that. And you can substitute the word of ne if network or networking is negative, like it is for Jenny, you know, it's your tribe, it's your village, it's your web of contacts, it's your collaborators, it's your people, it's your, your friends. These are, you know, these are people that you know, and, and will do anything to support you. And that's, that's sort of the base under you, which you want to build. And that's, that's networking to me. And I see the reason that we were talking about this is that I tend to be the one talking to our customers. And I see a trend of people who want to build online, who go from like teaching or coaching in person, and they want to transition their business to something online, which is great. However, they miss a big middle step. They go from in-person teaching to a product launched online and they just don't have enough of a base or support um, behind them to really make that, a, a, you know, the financial success that they dream. So I think this is a good topic for us, for all of us, no matter what stage we're in, but particularly for those who are about to go online. 
Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I would say like I had an association with networking for that, that it's something that's relevant to employees, that there's some sort of LinkedIn connection mm. or that it's really something that's only relevant if you need to keep your Get a new job. Yeah. If you need to keep your resume update and you're, you're kind of on the lookout for a new job out on the horizon. And I realize now that because I have a new way of thinking about networking because of conversations with you, Sandy, that networking is way bigger than just like job security in the corporate oh, world. Oh yeah. Way it's, bigger. it's really important to business and entrepreneurship too. Yeah. So yeah. So the first thing I want to teach is something that many of you have probably heard before, and that's no like, and trust. And that phrase is thrown around so much and, and rightly so. I think it's really, it's a really good one. If you Google no like, and trust, there's like, I don't know, like thousands and thousands of blog posts and articles written about it, but it, it originated with Bob Berg, who is an author and professional speaker. And one of those stereotypical men that you probably conjure up Jenny, when we say networking, Yeah. but his original quote is this. And I think this is the essence of what we're all trying to do or what we're trying to, to build. And that is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those they know, like, and trust. And that's, that's what you want to achieve with your, your network is that these are people who know you and they're not going to do business with you if they don't like you. And they're not going to do business with you if you don't, if they don't trust you. So you have to have all three of those things in existence for, for this to work. And so, you know, people do focus a lot on the know, like get people to know me, like they need to know who you are and what you're doing. Um, that, that you exist and that you have a product or service to offer, but they don't work enough on the getting people to really like them and then trusting them. And so, you know, a lot of the stuff we teach, you know, around uh, marketing and digital marketing inside Soulful MBA, the VIP group is around getting people to really know who you are, what you stand for, what your values are, um, so that they like you, that they connect with you. And you're not, you're not going to get everyone to like you as an entrepreneur, but you want some of some people to like you and to trust you and to purchase from you. So we, that's why we're always suggesting like that whole three in one rule that you're giving away content, you are uh, engaging and you are educating and you are entertaining and to some degree, you know, you're give, 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 and then you're ready to ask for take. But that's where that comes from. They have to know who you are. They have to know what you're stand, what you stand for. And there has to be a level of trust before they will engage in business with you. Oh yeah. I think that's totally right. And you know, the way that I think about it, Sandy, and as you're talking, I'm, I'm jotting down notes because it's triggering me to think of, of a situation that's happening now that I'll reference in a second, but essentially any of the work that any of us does in the online space or even in the offline space to some extent is, is a commodity at this point. Like if you teach yoga, there are a bazillion other yoga teachers. If you are a health coach, there are a bazillion other health coaches, just like us, we teach online business. We tailor it for health and wellness. Um, and we have a software platform, but there are other software platforms that allow people to teach online. And there are other online business training programs that are equivalent in some way to our soulful MBA, right? Like so mm -hmm. what keeps you from being apples to apples to apples with all of the other right. people that right. do what you do is that trust factor. Like you building a real relationship with someone is not just like, a, I don't know, a symbol or 
you know, some, something you can check off a list. Like that's a real human relationship. And that's going to be the reason why someone chooses you mm-hmm. over another option, like in, in business in whatever you're doing, um, it mm-hmm. keeps you from becoming a commodity to them. So whereas if, if you're just a commodity, people are going to make decisions based on like, Oh, do I like the color on her website or is the price the cheapest thing I can find or whatever, right? Like people mm-hmm. are going to make decisions based off kind of nonsensical, <laughs> impersonal reasons unless you have a relationship with them. And in which case, if you have a trusted relationship with someone, they'll do just about anything to support you and right. vice versa. That's how that's like what humanity is about. I, that's why I like networking for that exact reason. And yeah. I think it, it it does, especially in health and wellness, because there's like, I would never go to a massage therapist that wasn't personally recommended to me, right? Yeah. Or even, yes. <laughs> or, you know, because there's that sort of intimacy and that touch and that like, you know, I have to tell my health coach my inner workings or whatever. Like there's some information you need to share that you have to be comfortable with that person. Even even in real estate, like I would not use a real estate agent, just cold call someone. I would ask someone who has, who has a trusted and, you know, known entity that I could use. I wouldn't just cold call. So that, that's what, that's what it's about. And there is a really big human element to it that, um, you know, people do have options and maybe it's not as important for, I don't know, buying a pair of socks or something where there's not such an emotional connection with, but to have someone teach you online business or have someone, you know, adjust you in a pose, that's really important. And so you want to know that you're getting someone who is similar. You need to see yourself in that business. I think there has to be some mm-hmm. shared values. There has to be some kind of connection other than they're the cheapest or they're the most convenient Yeah. You know, Seth Godin talks about it. And I remember him saying, um, people like me work with, with businesses like that, or people like me do business with companies like that. Like people need to see exactly what you're saying, Cindy, they need to be able to see themselves as the kind of person that does business with you or that Mm -hmm. works with that, this kind of coach or this kind of trainer. And they, you, like there, that that's why branding yourself is important so that you can mm-hmm. communicate that to people on a first impression. It's also why testimonials are so important in the online space, because even if you can't always, I guess, have that personal recommendation or that personal relationship in the online world that you can, you know, in your own community when someone's recommending a real estate agent, for example, but, but you can look at those testimonials, whether they're written or video testimonials, and you can see like, wow, is that person similar to me? Do they, are they in my like similar age and gender? Do they run the same kind of business I run? You know, that like you want to give people as many options as possible to, to find a connection with you somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's right. And I like to think of it this way. So I have this sort of this visual that I use when I think about my network and it's this so that you as the entrepreneur are right in the in the center and your inner circle, that sort of circle surrounding you also includes your friends and your family and your coworkers. And these are all people who love you and support you and know you, like you and trust you, of course. And as you build out your business, you should be communicating what your plans are and your dreams are and what stage you're at so that they can, you know, spread the word like word of mouth, of course. But almost more importantly, is that they're there for you as a support when things kind of fail or don't go quite as expected or you're, you know, slower than 
to launch some new thought or whatever, that they're there to support you. And that's incredibly important. And then the the extension of that little inner circle also will include your past, your existing clients and your past clients. So basically your inner circle is everybody who knows you, who has had some kind of relationship with you. And then, so you want to work those people. They should be no, they should be aware of what you are creating and they should be, hopefully they'll be supportive of that. And that's where the word of mouth starts, but that's usually not enough. The next thing you want to do is expand that circle to start to include people who don't know you. So they need, they need to know you. So you need to kind of expand the number of people that know you. And so this is where it gets tough. Like I think a lot of people you know, they'll tell their family, they'll tell their existing clients, they'll put a product up online, and then they'll stop and they'll just wait for sales to come in. And that's the mistake, they need to keep um, expanding and including people and connecting and building this sort of web of contacts, so that more and more and more people know what they are doing, and that there's more support, there's more sales, there's more word of mouth, there's more advice, there's more, whatever. So examples are things like, so so even though we're supporting and suggesting like uh, a lot of online business, I'm going to suggest that you think about what you can do in your local community face-to-face first, because those are the easiest relationships. That's where you can build the no like and trust the fastest is when you sit down with someone for a coffee or when you do a, a, a talk in front of a, a live group in person. That's Those are much faster relationships to build. So things like you know, there's a lot of meetups that you can go to in your in your in your neighborhood or in your city, you can go to there are different organized network groups if that appeals to you, which I personally have done for the last 14 years, and I get great value out of that. Um, any of your faith based organizations that you might go to, what, what are your community centers doing? What are they looking for? Just like in the online space, we're always saying that people need content. It's the same thing in person, people need speakers. So for example, in my old world, in um, my shoe world, when we did custom orthotics, uh, I was really hooked in with the diabetes and the arthritis society here in Calgary. And so I would go in and speak to people with arthritis who are struggling and in pain. And I would talk to them about all these wonderful things we could do with custom insoles and certain shoes and shoe modifications. I could change their world. And of course, they're going to be my customer. And of course, they're going to support me and come and tell their friends. Um, you know, there's so many things like that, or like if you are a teacher of meditation or of nutrition, who needs your information? Who can you go like your the local grocery stores? There's always little health trade shows happening. This is how you start to build and it. And, and that's, you know, part of that is it kind of blurs between um, marketing like for new clients and building your network of, you know, influencers who can help help build your business because one person can be both and one person can do wonders for your business. So you never know who you're who you're going to who you're going to meet. Yeah, I think that's totally right, Sandy. Another thing is just to think about going to conferences and events too, right? Yep. Like yeah. Just, and when you're there, not tr- like I see, this is the part that I, I was confused about. Like I was really uncomfortable with having some kind of agenda when I was going into any kind of event or meeting or anything, right? Like I just want to be myself and connect with who I feel naturally inclined to connect with and that's it. So I'm a terrible networker, but then I think about it and I always have like two or three people at any conference or event or workshop I go to that I end up building a real relationship with. And then those people end up being part of my network. And it's not because I have some devious 
used car salesman plan about it. It's just being a human being. Right. Mm -hmm. And like for me, because, because business and entrepreneurship and whatever, living this way, way of life that we live this like ambitious, impactful life, like every single person I feel like I connect with in my adult life is because of one of these professional connections. So it's also the way that mm-hmm. I make my friends like my, like Sandy were friends because we met through something like right. this and pretty much everyone I've met since college is in the same situation. Like, I don't know where I would meet another person, honestly, like, <laughs> you know, like I have things in common with people that I have like professional relationships with. And so those develop into friendships. So, and then, and like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like having been now close to, or like in the realm of powerful people for much of my life, like, and I'm, I don't come from that world, but I've been tangentially sort of hanging around it forever. Like that is just honestly the way the world works. Like it Mm -hmm. really is. Like what I remember when I was working on my first presidential campaign and every other young person working on that campaign in the national headquarters was like the daughter or son of a famous journalist or a Senator or some sort of philanthropist, right? Like that is the way the world works because all those people know each other because they're Parents are all alumni of the same schools, the boarding schools and the college. Like that is literally how the world works. And you can kind of creep your way into that. Like (laughs) if you want to, it's just about meeting enough people. And then once you're in a circle of people, you're in it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think like Silicon Valley, like the startup world is the same way. It's a different group of people, somewhat, somewhat different. And like the health and wellness world is also the same. Like we all know the same hundred people who have influence in this world. Right in health and wellness, like there's a set of people who are extremely influential online and in this world. Those are the people that run the big yoga studios or the people that like have editorial positions on big websites and for magazines. Like we, there, these people exist, right? If, if you have a relationship to one of those people, you're going to have connections and influence. Like you're going to be able to write a guest post. You're going to, you know, like you're going to be able to speak at an event. Like that's, that's the way the world works and the online world is no different than that. And I think that's what we want to communicate to people is that you can't just sort of like the beautiful. Okay. So the beautiful thing about being online is that you can be in the middle of nowhere as are, well, not you, but I'm in the middle <laughs> of nowhere, Sandy, you can be in the middle of nowhere and you can run your business. Right. But you, you can't actually sit there quietly. I can't sit here quietly in my little house on the side of a mountain and not talk to anybody and expect that I have a business. Like I actually still have to interact with the world. And I think that that's, there's beauty in that too, right? Because we don't become reclusive. We get to still like be humans with each other. Um, but you have to try and you have to be putting yourself out there and connecting. So. Yeah. But I would just clarify that the way to make a business is not only to connect with those really big influencers. Like there's other ways. But I just want people to know that that's available to them. Should they want to? It it is. But I think, I think just as valuable is to make your own little circle. So So if we're talking about, like, I I kind of envision this, like the more people that are below you and pushing you forward, sort of this wave of, of influence, you know, like you want as many people in in that wave as you can. So you need to start connecting with people, not just the people who are in the exact same industry as you, but others who run, you know, their arthritis society, who do you know, like that, using that example, who do you know there? How, what can, who does she know in the diabetes or, and all these other, you know, um, nonprofits that support the people who have just recently been diagnosed. HR people, we, we both spoke about that the other day. So in big corporations, 
a lot of them have like lunch hours, like lunch and learns. Well, they'll bring a speaker in and they'll have them talk on a certain topic. And the value to them is that they keep their employees entertained and, you know, there's added value at work and they keep them healthy and they give them good options of how to solve different injuries or illnesses or fatigue or whatever. And so I would do that downtown Calgary all the time, get pulled in by this, some of the HR people that I had connected with, and then they move to a different company and then they'll bring me into another company. And so like you need to kind of create this, this handful of people that will support your work, but it also goes the other way. It's not just you saying here, tell everybody what I do, get me these speaking, speaking gigs. It's you also understanding their business, their needs, what, who do you know that can, maybe you don't do business with them directly, but you know, somebody else that needs their work or is looking for a job or needs a whatever, needs something that you can connect. So it's, it's, it's listening to them as well and trying to help them. And if you do them a favor now, and it shouldn't, it's not a forced transactional thing. It's like, oh my God, I'd love to help you. What do you need? Right. And and that mm-hmm. will happen very naturally when you connect with people. And like you said, if you go to a, a conference, maybe it is only one person that you really connect with or maybe it's three. It doesn't mean you need to come home with like 30 business cards and develop a relationship with each of them. It's the people that it feels easy with. And, and of course, I know you all know what I'm talking about when you just meet that person and it's like, oh, I like her. I just met a, a PR person uh, at, at my networking event and I just loved her. I just instantly loved her. And we went for lunch and we talked all, and it got really personal. And I feel like I call her, you know, my new best friend. And I've met her, like I've talked to her twice, but I will do anything for her. Anytime anyone says they need PR, I will definitely, re- you know, give them Catherine's name. Absolutely. with Because I like her. And I trust her and I want good things to happen for her. And so I may not benefit in that transaction at all, but I'll go to a lot of work to get her new business if it, if it, you know, is, if the, if the conversation turns that way and same for like, she wants to help us, right? She wants to get behind us on PR. So, you know, and that's fun. That's like, and specifically, you know, with being women, I think we do that really well. We support each other really well. And we're used to that tribe, that community working together to, to sort of, what's that expression, Jenny, about the village, it takes a village to raise yeah. a child. But like build each other up, right? Like yeah. that, that's what we get to do. And it feel it does feel good. It feels like being, you know, a human being. I don't know. It feels right. It like, it doesn't always have to be calculated. You don't always have no. to see the return on the investment, Mm-mm. right? Like if, inv- if your investment is human capital, you should be willing to spend that whenever you feel called to do so. I, I just, I think that it doesn't need to be this like scheming process. No, no, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. The other, the other point is that I think a follow-up goes a long way. So if you do meet someone that you really connect with at a conference or a wherever at, a, at a, an event of some kind, if you meet someone just the next day or within a couple of days, send them a quick note to say it was such a great 
you know, with no agenda, just like, I really enjoyed meeting with you. You know, if I hear of anybody who needs this service, I will certainly pass your name along, invite them for coffee, invite them for, you know, lunch or something. And yeah, I think and to if stay not, connected. If they don't live there, then, you know, make plans to meet up the next time you guys are in the same yeah. city or, yeah, I mean, I think that's right. And, and I, that's I how think, it goes. Yeah, that is. It's just how it works. And I think on social media, there are opportunities for doing this remotely as well. So sort of mm-hmm. moving into the digital space too. I was just at a conference with a bunch of like very accomplished creative people this weekend. And a lot of them had connected on social and, and were like had very real friendships and very real relationships from Instagram. And I, and I think that that that's also very possible. Not all of us are sort of super active on every social media platform, but if you are active on one, um, I think it's, it's another way to like, if you are authentically commenting on somebody's posts, like on Facebook or Instagram, like that can also be a real relationship, especially Instagram. Cause a lot of people mm. post very, like very vulnerable images and comments about their daily lives on that platform. It's, I think, sort of the most intimate platform that, that most of us are on. And if, if you interact with people, if somebody is, is really uh, producing content or uploading images that are moving to you, like rather than just sort of being a creeper, this is what I learned because I kind of tend to be a creeper on Instagram. Like I love to follow like all these wonderful bloggers, but I don't often comment. But now I feel much more inclined to comment because I realize how meaningful it actually is to the people who are posting sort of their heartfelt stories through the platform, like to have people who are genuinely commenting. And I feel that too, whenever we get real comments on social, it means a lot. Like we remember who those people are. Because mm-hmm. there's so yeah. Instagram is just taken over by the bots now that are just yeah. auto auto posting comments. And it's so disheartening to me. Yeah. It just makes me so sad. So when someone actually says something and you can tell, right? You can tell when it's an actual real comment, someone saying something, it makes me so happy. And I will yeah. absolutely remember their name and comment oh, back, right? Yeah. Because sure. if it's not like that red 100 with the two underlines, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, do not do that. People like do not create a bot <gasps> and program it to do the red 100 with two lines under <laughs> random pictures. Because you know what, when somebody, somebody da- passes away in somebody's life and they're posting a story about it and your red 100 comes on, it's pretty despicable. Like I, we, this is like a whole other uh. conversation, Sandy, but we've, we both have, I think have struggled with this knowing that a lot of kind of folks in like, because in yoga and wellness, Instagram is such a big p- player in a lot of, a lot of people's lives and, and starting to learn that there's a lot of like AI artificial intelligence going on that it's, that's helping to sort of bolster people's platforms. I, I think it's, it's like a little bit heartbreaking to us, right? I, I, you know, so we had this big webinar last week, which some of you may maybe know about who are in our community. And most of you will have no idea what we're talking about, but, but basically like we had some big technology problems last week, like three different things. Like one of our servers was down and a webinar platform we were using was not working properly. And then our email, there was a bug in our email service provider that was like making everything pretend like it was spam. And it was like this weird day of, of like technology not working. And then I was just, I remember reflecting to my husband, we were at my daughter's ballet class waiting for her to get out that evening. And I remember just saying like, this is why humanity matters, right? Because as we're moving more and more and more to a place where technology is replacing like human work and 
and human kind of driven thought and creativity. Like we're, we're outsourcing as much as we can to technology. And so there, there's like very, there's this, there's this huge opening now for just like, just actually being a human being that's responsive and kind and authentic, like goes so long, so far in business because it's, it's becoming so rare. So in a lot of ways, like networking, I think is this antidote to being overrun by like these technical things. And, and it's part of, I think our responsibility, Sandy, as a, as a technology company to like constantly insert our humanness into what Mm -hmm. we're doing, right? Like to be very responsive to, to our customer service emails and to be like very much ourselves and present on social media as people and to make sure our team is always there and responding as people and never using bots and, you know, like Mm -hmm. being very clear that we're, we're actually like a group of people that have developed a tool and the tool is simply a tool, but we're actually still a company that's created by people. After that webinar, there were so many problems with people getting in just this webinar software kind of failed us and people couldn't enter. And so we, our assistant, our, our, one of our team members spent like an hour trying to help people like clearing your cache or update Chrome and like all this stuff. And it didn't work because it was a technology platform. And, uh, the next day, when we, we, I got an email from someone that said, thank you so much. She couldn't get in. She never got to watch it live. And she was like, thank you so much for your time and your attention to this immediately. And I appreciate your effort that you guys went to. And you so rarely see this these days. And I mean, it was, it was a beautiful email, but it was so unexpected because like, well, of course, we're going to help you get into the webinar. Like, of course, we're going to respond to you. But that's not what she's used to. That's not her experience. Right. And I was really proud that she said that to us, but I kind of like, what? Well, yes, of course, but no, like that's, that's a special thing these days because we outsource everything to third party or everything is automated or it is AI or yeah, it's, it's a, it's a sad day. I I don't think we'll ever lose that Jenny. Can we just make that promise? No, of course we're never going to lose that. And you know, I, I don't think anyone should lose that. I think that's what sets that like in this online business space, because that's where a lot of you are at. Like, that's what can set you apart. Like you should you should always aim to have like actual real conversations with your clients and your community. Like we've said this before, like you're never going to be able to out Walmart, Walmart. You're never going to be the person that sells the like cheapest online wellness product on the market because you're not a big corporation. So you can't afford to do that. Right. Like, and you shouldn't like that. We don't need that. Nobody needs that from you. So you, where do you get your value added or your edge? It's, it's by being a person, right? So if, if you have a higher end product, like something you can do is actually send something physically to somebody in the mail, or you can actually like hop on the phone with every new client who buys your signature product and have a 15 minute check-in and meet and greet. Like there are things you can design into your business to make sure that you're building out your network of sort of like trusted clients and community. But, and it's not, it doesn't need to be like calculated. It just could be because it's the right thing to do. And it doesn't have to be always just doing something personal. It doesn't have to be a ton of your time, but um, I don't know how many of you have seen a post going around. And when you listen to this, this will be a few weeks old, but at the time that we're recording this, this weekend, a man was just dragged from an, a mm. United Airlines flight. I don't know if you looked at that, Sandy, but I... I, I did. I didn't watch the video. I just heard about yeah, it. Yeah. I So it's it's just like this 
man, and some say he was a do- he claimed he was a doctor, was dragged off of an airline because the flight was oversold, and then he refused to give up a seat when he was randomly selected to be removed. And I was I, I'm particularly bothered by like airline behavior just because I've had to travel a lot for my work in my life, and also because I feel like traveling traveling in mass transit is like this, this automatic stripping away of our humanity. We give up a lot of rights over our, our body and our sort of personhood when we do that. And it, and anyway, it caught my attention, but I, so I was reading a few essays about it last night and one of them really struck me. And it was just this sense that the, the business of United Airlines, cause that's, that's the airline that this happened with, like, there, there was like this procedure that was followed, like the most egregious thing some were saying is not that it happened, but that the airline said, well, they were just the uh, flight attendants were just sticking to the procedure. They followed the rules. And I think there's just this idea that when you create rules or when you're functioning in the best interest of your business, quote unquote, like you, you lose something by doing that. If, if you're not open to the nuances of like running a business and the perception that you're creating by the the activities that you carry out. And I just remember reading this, this essay that was talking about how we all have the opportunity ever at every step of, of working and living. We always have an opportunity to change the rules or to like reimagine what the response can be. So in your own business and in your own, I guess in your own community, like if you feel stuck at all, if you feel like it's hard for you to build enough, a big enough of a community to sell to, or you're not kind of meeting your target goals for your online sales or your, your, even your in-person sales, like start to reimagine how you kind of relate to your community. Like what can you give or offer people that's going to bring them into the fold of what, you know, of what your business does? Like who can you go out and serve maybe for free, that's going to get you written up in your newspaper. Like, can you go like, we love yoga behind bars. We've talked about them a few times. Right. And like, they're going out and doing work, training people to, to teach yoga in prisons, right? Like how, what can you go out? Like, what is your heart calling you to do that you can go out and do something remarkable that's going to cause people to notice what you're doing. Um, and I think that so often, we become very calculated in business. Like, oh, I, I read this book or I read this blog or I listened to this podcast that said do X, Y, and Z and it's formulaic. And actually, you know, there are formulas that can be useful guidelines for you and running your business and growing your business, but there's simply that. They're guidelines. You always have to insert yourself and your own creativity and your own like heart into what you're doing if you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's how people will talk about you. And that's how people will connect with you. And that's why they will like you and trust you. And then and that goes a long way. Yeah. It goes a long way. Do you want to move into joy and hustle? Yes. Okay. Joy first, you go. So for today's joy, we wanted to kind of challenge all of you to do something a little bit outside of your comfort zone. And we're going to take on this challenge as well. And it's the idea that we're going to reach out to three people that we've always wanted to get to know or that have had an impact on us in some way, but, but that we don't know personally. So these can be famous people or these can be local people or they can be famous local people or <laughs> they can be a teacher or a mentor that's had an impact that you haven't met, like maybe somebody whose book you read that impacted you. It could be a politician. It could be 
a thought leader. It could be a TED talker. It could be somebody who whose work and whose influence has made an impact in your life. And we want you to reach out to them. And so that can be through email, through like buying a ticket and showing up at an event where they're giving a talk, or it can be on social, but like a real honest kind of heartfelt comment on their Instagram or a direct message or something on Facebook. So we want to challenge you like in the next few weeks to take action and actually pick three people that you're actually afraid to reach out to and send a heartfelt letter with, with, without attachment to the outcome. Yeah. No attachment. Cause you very well might not hear back from them. And that, you know, and, and that's part of it too, is I think Sandy, you would probably agree with this, but like part of networking is like, just cause you do what you you're supposed to do on paper doesn't mean you can predict the outcome, right? Like some yeah. people, even some people who are heroes of yours from afar will turn out not to be so wonderful if you do ever encounter them in person and, you know, and vice versa. And then other people, you'll be so surprised that they responded to you. Yeah. So put yourself out there. Yeah. And in this world of bots on Instagram, it's like the loveliest thing to have some real, you know, real somebody like a heartfelt five sentence comment on their Instagram and see what happens. Yeah. Even that, even that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's good. And I am going to do one. I'm going to do that as well. I have some ideas. So I'll have to report, report back. So let's do the hustle. So I think the hustle is we want you to make more connections. We want you to expand your contacts. And so if you are not already, we would love to have you come into the Soulful MBA Facebook group where there are many, 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 many people in various health and wellness industries doing this in different ways. So it's a great place to ask a question. It's a great place to get a uh, feedback on your copy for your website or an idea of pricing or what, whatever kind of question you have, this is an amazing supportive place to land. Yeah. Come on in. We're eager to help you. I just posted a little while ago, Sandy in there. I don't know if you saw it. Like we have been seeing a lot of comments in our world from in our entrepreneurial world that we're in online of people feeling confusion or feeling having sort of mental blocks or emotional blocks with taking action in business. I think it might just be the time of year that we're into spring. It's like not the beginning of the year anymore. I think there's a little bit of a lull after tax time in the U S like people seem to be kind of in a low place and having some low energy around their businesses. And I think we just, I just wrote a post earlier saying like, like we're here to lift each other up and that Sandy, you and I would not be able to stay positive and take consistent action if we weren't holding each other accountable and and being supportive and sort of being this like network that holds each other up. And so that's right. what our group is designed to be. It's free. It's just basically we're in there every day being a resource to each other. And it's not just us. Like our community is awesome. People help each other in really wonderful ways. And like a whole bunch of people who are our clients are in there and they like collaborate and do all kinds of projects together that we had no hand in creating whatsoever. So come on in and, and yeah, get it's to a great know place the crowd. To start. And yeah. And there's lots of great Facebook groups, but, but ours is really, ours is really fun. And we'd love to have you in there. We're the best. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. I, uh, I enjoyed that conversation, Jenny, and I hope that we've shed a little light or defined it a little bit differently for people and they get out there and start to find their tribe and their people. Yeah. Reach out to us too. Like we're here, come in Facebook message us, say you listen to this episode and that Maybe we can be one of your three people. (laughs) We'll share the love. We'll respond. 
Yeah, we'll respond for sure. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Have a good one. See you next time. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba sample. Soulful MBA.